to Curse of Strahd, Episode 3, presented by Your Daily Dungeon, proudly sponsored by Your Daily Nerd. I am here today to bring to you chills, thrills, kills, uh, uh, other things that rhyme with ills. Um, ills. So, vils. Yes, villain. Influenza. So... <laughs> <laughs> Influenza. Not the last one. Yep. Nope. That's it. <laughs> uh, anyway, the real curse we... of Strahd. <laughs> Getting you have syphilis. Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> All right. I just need some. I just need some drops. I'll be fine. He never calls you again. <laughs> <laughs> That's the really sad part about this entire story. <laughs> that's, the that's the real. That's the real curse of Strahd. That's his mo. That's like. The... Oh, All right, let's play some D and D. So, uh, when we last left off, your characters were standing inside a, uh, I think it's a parlor type room. Let's see, what does it actually described as? I believe it was just a dining room. Yes. It had a fireplace. Oh, maybe? I don't think so. No. I don't think it was the fire. It was the main hall. That's what it was. The main hall. And you had just finished speaking with Strahd. Or rather a... Not a ghostly visage. More like a ashen visage. Because he's made of fire. Uh, and he kind of just detailed the general layout of the house. And uh, he kind of gave you a hint at what you were going to do in the house. He also told you that the house is very much so aware of your presence and is aware of your decisions you make inside this place. So, uh, let's go ahead and pick up right where you were. Uh, Strahd's uh, vision burst from life, decaying back into the uh, ebony-colored fireplace as the uh, room goes back to its dulled-out color. Those of you without dark vision return to seeing very little while those of you with dark vision see only black and white uh, splotches of uh, shapeless forms, very difficult for you to get an actual, uh, like, uh, what's it called? Mm. A lucid vision. Let's go with that. Nothing, nothing is very, even your dark vision, particularly helpful to you. Darn. I do know that uh, Mel has an oil lamp in his hand. Did you put it back, or did you want to light it again? Oh, did it get unlit? I don't actually think I lit it. I think it just picked it up. Yeah, I think at the mentioning of the house being uh, alive, put it back down out of fear. But uh, as a DM, I'm telling you that you could probably use that lamp, and you'll be fine. Uh, yes, I will use the lantern. Okay. Uh, what do you have? Do you have prestidigitation to light it, or some matches? I... Uh, a small little firebolt in there. Not a little, a little, a little zipper. Yeah. Just all right. So you find yourself standing inside of rectangular room, that black marble fireplace, uh, to the north of you. Um, so also, I do want to mention this: uh, the house is oriented very uh, awkwardly. Uh, it's uh, a rectangle, uh, up and down in your minds. You're standing in the very center of the rectangle now, in this uh, smaller rectangular room. The house is oriented where the actual east of the building, I believe. Let me look at the map real quick. So when I refer to directions, yes, east is actually at the top of the house. 
north is the left side of the house and so on and so forth. So the south is the right side and the west is the bottom side. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so just the whole compass is counterclockwise rotated. Just 90 degrees counterclockwise? Mm-hmm. Yes. So you are standing in the middle of a large room uh, with a red marble staircase winding around. Uh, the doorway to your left is what you came in from. There is a doorway to your to the uh, west right side of the house. And uh, you see several other doorways on the eastern side of the house. Uh, one, two, three, four to be exact. Uh, west side for life, so let's go uh, to the west. <laughs> Actually, Ian, you mm-hmm. said uh, at this fireplace above it was a uh, was a sword. Yeah, there's a long sword with a little windmill cameo uh, built into the uh, pommel. I want to examine that. All right, so you walk over and uh, you lift the sword off, or you're just leaning in close to it. I kind of want to just lean in close to it and examine it. I don't want to touch it just yet. I'm I'm going to keep an eye on Mel. Okay. Uh, You see the house kind of groans a bit with the shifting of weight, and uh, you see Watt reaches for a door and grabs it as the door folds in on itself and, like, almost eats Watt's visage as you see him get sucked in through the door. Uh, You see him vanish completely. As uh, this happens, you also see Davros take a step on the first step, and like an escalator, the uh, the steps begin to move rapidly, and you see Davros get slipped off his feet, and he's uh, slung up the stairs rapidly before the stairs turn back on their normal steps. The house groans maniacally as you hear the sounds of a voice echoing. <laughs> Have fun. They won't be returning anytime soon. I'm assuming the whole party saw this, right? <clears throat> yes, it was. It was of uh, a very, grand display. Very hard to miss. Uh, we should probably stay pretty close together. <clears throat> I agree. All right. <clears throat> Although DJ was pretty freaked out by what happened. I'm imagining Scooby Doo music playing while we're exploring. <laughs> uh, in, in in a more pleasant world, yes. But I still want to examine this sword. <laughs> Mel's like, whatever. You <laughs> <laughs> gotta got find stuff out about this. What if this is a magic... What if this is a, a, a beastly sword and we just left it there because we're all scared? Uh, uh, go ahead and uh, give me... Let's see. What's a good check for this? I got... Uh, let, me, let me tell you. I got history and I got arcana. Um, I got religion. Well, right away, you can tell that this, this sword is most certainly not uh, arcane in any way. It, there's definitely nothing magical about it. It looks very mundane, despite okay. being quite nice. But and you said it's a long sword? It is, yes. Okay. Yeah, it's long. All right. If it's not magical, then I'll just leave it there. Okay. Yeah, I, I, just, I just wanted to check it. Mm-hmm. Is it, I mean, is there any, is there anything I can discern about it, or is it just? No, there's nothing in particular of interest about the sword, other than that it's exquisitely made. Okay, just a well-made. Yeah, sword. without without lifting it up and, and and fucking around with it, you're not going to be able to get too much out of it, other than looking at it. It's kind of like a museum piece, unless you touch it. 
goof around with it, kind of get a feel for what it is. Mm. <clears throat> Mel, do you think it's a trap? I don't know. DJ, here, hold up. Uh, and I picked DJ up. Here, grab the sword. I and Nora are just gonna I, take five steps back. Can I can I check it for traps? Although I, I don't think it's gonna have like a traditional trap or whatever. But can I can I? So DJ, upon inspecting this sword without what? even having to act, make a check for it, you can tell that there's definitely nothing mundane trapped about it. Um, supernaturally, you're not gonna be able to garner any kind of information about it as the house is uh in the manner uh but you 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 can tell that the sword is anything particularly special it's just unless you lift it up and and get a better idea of like what the sword's capable of it looks like just a regular sword i look 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 look, now i i don't want this sword i i i don't even want to use it okay all right and i just put him down i'm like all right but well i i don't have any need for a sword so uh, Dylan, does, do you, you see the spectacle going on? Do you, do you give any interest in the sword? I go over and definitely take a look at it. Norik, being a swordsman myself, um, can I can I sort of? I don't want to touch it. I just want to like uh, compare it to my own sword, see if I can uh, get any type of insight. <laughs> well, well, yeah, you you have a long sword as well, or I have a silvered great sword. A silvered great sword. It. Do you carry any other weapon on your own hilt of any kind? No. No? Um, well, you see that the sword is very nicely made, and the scabbard that's beside it is of equal uh, stature. Uh, it might be a worthy addition to any kind of other equipment you have, but would certainly not weigh you down anymore. DJ, and I'm going to say, uh, you, you didn't notice any traps on this thing, did you? Well, nothing mundane, anyway. Uh, you know, this is kind of a weird place, so... I didn't sense any magical nonsense going on with it, so... Should be fun to pick up. Yeah, I feel like it might be... I feel like it might be fine to pick up, but... It's... Yeah. Uh, I'll, I'll watch out sword. for you. So you reach out, and uh, you grab, grab the sword, and uh, you remove it from its little seated position, and the sword feels uh, wonderfully light, and it feels as if it's very well balanced, the hilt bearing most of the weight so that the blade can have all the brunt of the force of your swing comfortably built into it. Uh, and the scabbard is what looks to be like made of a fine silver leather, almost. Uh, you look upon it further. Go ahead and give me a Perception check. I knew, it. I knew it. You didn't know anything, DJ. Shut up. Uh, it's a nine. 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 So you won't, you're looking at the scab and you don't notice anything particularly interesting of it, of it, of it, other than it has some sort of uh, interesting pattern to it. You don't recognize the pattern off your off your uh, first glance. All right. But the sword feels very nice in your hands. Kind of, I'm gonna maybe take a couple of light swings with it, and just Norik's gonna say, "This is a very finely made weapon. I think I'm gonna hold on to this." Hmm. Uh, so you pick up a long sword, and uh, you can add it to your weapon chart, 
It is, uh, we'll call it a masterwork longsword. It's finely made. You get a bonus to attack, but not the damage with this weapon while wielding it. Okay. You get a plus one extra bonus. Nice. So, you know, just to have an alternate option. It's a, it's a, sing, it's a single-handed weapon. You may wield it with two hands if you'd like to get an extra, um, to have a D10 of damage instead of D8. But it's up to you. Um, in addition to that, you remove the scabbard. Do any one of you like? Would any one of you like to examine the scabbard at all? Oh, I, yeah. when I, I see that it doesn't blow up. After yeah. Uh, so he he pulls the scabbard down, and to those of you interested, you can uh, make your perception checks to look at the scabbard as well. Okay. God, my perception is shit. Eight. Uh, I got eleven. 21. Hey, Dylan, what's your character's name again? Nork. Nork? Like yeah. N-O-R-I-C? Yes. So yeah, I rolled a 21. Alright, uh, so DJ notices that it's just a plain leather scabbard. You don't notice anything particularly interesting about it. Uh, as soon as he pulls it off, Mel, you see that the scabbard is made of finely crafted silver dragon leather. Huh. Alright, I don't tell him. Cool. <laughs> I was just say, oh, that's interesting. Such, such, a, such a piece is definitely an oddity to find in not only this house, but in the position of a nobleman. Yeah. So, nothing else of, of great interest is in this room other than the creepy, uh, like, decorative wall work with the skulls and snakes in it. Uh, there are still the other door. Yeah, I'm I'm getting creeped out by this, so I go to the door that, or you know, I say, DJ. So you you have all this advice about good adventures. Which way do we go? Let's go through one of the eastern doors. What's okay. behind door number one? <laughs> Definitely right, in character. So right there are. So there are, left to right, there are four doors. There's uh, one closest to the fireplace, one directly beside that one. And then there's like a small little alcove just beside that door. Uh, and that alcove has two doors, one facing the uh, facing the north wall and one facing the opposite. Um, <clears throat> DJ's going to go toward the one that's furthest to the left. Okay. So, you walk over there, and you jiggle that door, and it opens up. Okay. Uh, Ian, do we know which of the doors took, uh, um... What? Door? What? That's right. 4A. Yeah, it's going to... Let's see here. That'll be the farthest right door, the one that is facing the uh, fireplace. Okay. So, let's not go through that door. Agreed. Agreed. <laughs> um... So yeah, I guess uh, I don't I don't necessarily walk into the room yet, Ian. I, I I'm pretty careful whenever I open up the door and check things out. Mm -hmm. I kind of so, kind of go over to Nork and I kind of just shove him forward. I'm like, hey, this is where you walk in first. <laughs> Push the muscle forward. My, so I'm gonna summon my great sword into my hand and I will um I guess I'll lead the party into the room. <laughs> you don't believe in 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 like unsheathing that thing like a normal 
fucking do you? Just every chance I get is a magnet that thing to my hand. I have to be—I have to be a dramatic hoe, and so I mean, it's faster, I guess, to just summon it into my hands. Yeah. I—I'm gonna see that kind of be jealous a little bit, and a big flash of green light, and then I have my sim- my silver scimitar in my hand. <laughs> just to not, not to be outdone. <laughs> All you, all you weapon wielders, so showy. So, uh, you open up this door and you see that the centerpiece of this wood-paneled dining room is a carved mahogany table, DJ, surrounded by eight high-backed chairs with sculpted armrests and a cushioned seat. You see a crystal chandelier hangs above the table, beautifully crafted, which is covered with splendid silverware and crystal all over the table. And this crystal is covered with, uh, let's see, it looks to be like a very, very clean polish. Nothing in this room is heavily dusted at all, and it looks like it has been inhabited for years and years, and has been well used and cleaned and maintained. Mounted hmm. above the marble fireplace, you see a mahogany-framed painting of an alpine veil. Of so a like what? A, an alpine veil. Like a an alpine woods, basically. Yeah. Uh, the wall paneling is carved with elegant images of deers among the trees. Let's see. To anybody who has a DC check of 12, let me know. Uh, passive perception? Sorry, a passive, passive, yeah, passive check of 12. Uh, that's me. I've got 13. Nort and uh, Mel, you both see within these trees carved into this uh, working of the eaves, you see hideous faces twisted and wolves looking among the uh, the trees as well. Uh, Ian, can I make like some sort of history or intelligence check to see if I can maybe figure out like anything else about the room? I guess. So no, I there's nothing it. really of great interest in this room. Okay. All right. So, um, I mean, is you, there, is so there another the way, door? So- uh, yeah, if you have, you have to step into the room, you're like in a slight little entrance alcove into this dining room. We haven't stepped all the way in, so I haven't described the entirety of the room to you. Okay. So you said Norik is leading, right? Well, <laughs> volunteered. Always Voluntold. make him go in first. If, if he doesn't, then you push him forward. <laughs> I mean, I have, I have an AC of 18, so... That's the reason. I guess. Yeah. I have an AC of like twelve. Here you go. DJ's just gonna check the can I can I like check it for traps or whatever, Ian? Yeah, you you survey the room. Notice anything mundane of, of any nature. Nothing that looks to be like it could be hiding a trap of any kind. Okay. Okay. Alright. Uh, so I, I I tell that to the party, so the room is inadequately lit, mind you. The fireplace is not on and uh you certainly don't see anything out of the windows in the room as well. Uh, you step into the room, Nor, can you see red silk draped, uh, drapes cover the windows? And you see a tapestry depicting hunting dogs and a horse-mounted aristocrat chasing after a wolf, which hangs from an iron rod bolted to the south wall. Uh, can I inspect the aristocrat on the horse and see if I recognize him? Um, yeah, you can. Uh, I'm going to tell you right now, you don't know anything about him just yet. He's a Barovian noble, uh, and you're a stranger to these lands for sure. I, I head in after him with the light. Yeah. So, 
not blow up. You, you step in with the lantern, and the candelabra sitting upon the dining table, all instantly light, dimly lighting the entire room. And uh, a macabre scene begins to take form around you as spectral, spectral entities uh, sitting in the chairs suddenly come to fruition before you, eating a meal that uh, finally is cooked uh, upon these beautiful tates, uh, table plates and wares. You can see that these spectral images are feasting upon this meal while none of the actual tangible utensils are moving whatsoever at all. Oh my gosh, Ian. I mean, yeah, Ian, I, I'm like, oh my gosh. I start going up to to the specters and I'm, I'm like examining them and stuff. I'm not touching them, mm-hmm. but I'm like examining like their movements and how they're like how they're interacting with with the scenery and stuff like i'm uh, this is i'm like super intrigued by it. be careful Mel. so you see you see sitting at the very end of the table closest to the fireplace on the northern side of the house is a man with uh, a beautiful mustache very very nicely combed uh with a victorian style like suit jacket with a little um kerchief uh tucked into the front of his thing as he and his wife sits upon the opposite end of the table, uh, serving food to what looks to be like uh, a handful of guests. And uh, you see the two children that you saw outside uh, sitting with empty plates before them as the parents pass food to everyone except for them. The specters notice us in any way? No, they seem to be playing out some sort of before you, unaware of your okay. presence. I just uh, kind of go, I just kind of like, without looking at the party, I'm just like, just don't touch them. And I just keep examining the situation. Would any kind of religion check be helpful right now? If you would like to make a religion check, a canada check, you may. What about an intelligence check? Uh, you can make an intelligence check as well if you just want to kind of have a better understanding of what's going on. Or uh, like 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 investigation or something. I got it. No, that works. A... Go ahead. I got a twenty-two. Yeah, I rolled a one. So. Oh, okay. Oh, hey. one. Is... So, what did you, what kind you rolled? No, a canter check or what? I I rolled a religion check. Um, you you get the idea that this is sort of romantic. Uh, ritual that the house is putting on before you to show you some kind of macabre show of the house's history. You said a necromantic type of thing? Yes. Okay. Or like the ghost of Christmas past. Like, (laughs) I'm I'm just like, I'm in like full investigation mode right here. Mm -hmm. Alright, I'm like, I'm like Sherlock Holmesing this shit, you know? So, like, Explaining everything and like as it's happening, like not like pointing out small little details and stuff. Everything, anything I can see. So in the middle of the meal, you notice one of the guests stands up, and uh, he kind of like holds his hands out, uh, kind of like in a let's say a prayer fashion, as the man at the head of the table kind of looks up at him uh, with a bit of a scowl, and uh, you see the guy place his hands flat upon the table a gold ring shining upon one of his fingers. And uh, you see him stamp his fist as one of the children looks up frightenedly. The mother looks up from her meal and kind of like spins a knife around in her hand so that the knife blade is facing back towards her in an aggressive position. And uh, she looks at the children's 
at the children's. <laughs> she looks at the children and says something with unvoiced words as the kids begin to get up and move, except for the oldest daughter who has some hesitation. The mother reaches forward and slaps the child across the face. She falls out of the chair. The the mother? Mm-hmm. The mother slaps the oldest the uh, oldest child, the girl that you saw outside. Okay. And we can't hear any we, of this. This is all mal- wordless. Mm-hmm. It's like a it's like a black and white movie before you, but no text even to explain what's going on. You can we read their lips? Yeah, that's what I was about to ask. I was like, I'm I'm. Is it possible I can read what? Yeah, if you if you, if you actively trying, you can give me a perception check. I'm only gonna have Nork and Mel roll that because they both asked for it. Mm. This would have been helpful to have Watt on. <laughs> that perception's not terrible. No, he was asking because Watt reads lips for a living. Oh yeah, it's like it's his job. <laughs> uh, I rolled a nine. What about you, Nork? And also, all right. Yeah, you're not really able to kind of catch what's going on um, with with the voicing. You can tell that there's some strain between the mother and the father as the uh, man with the gold ring uh, continues to speak behind the hood of his cloak. Um, after the children kind of rush out the room, the other individuals in the chairs all stand up and uh, furnish blades. And uh, the man of the house uh, stands up with his uh, mustache kind of with a grim look upon his face, his countenance that of uh, pretty much pure anger as he pulls a hand crossbow out from his boot and fires it into the man's uh, hood. You see his head whip back and fall to the ground. And uh, as he hits the ground, uh, the door behind you flings open from the uh, the main hall. Okay. Do, do, do I see anything at the door? No. The, uh, the door kind of just kind of squeaks to a halt as the rest of you probably would have been, you know, taken a little bit aback by this jump scare. And uh, you see the spectral visage of what looks to be like a young, beautiful woman step into the room. This time you see the young woman kind of split her attention. Not, not sorry. You see the wife flick her eyes over to the husband and the husband uh, furnishes a blade from his coat jacket and approaches the woman and you see several of the other figures stand up from the table and start walking towards the maiden as well she drops the silver platter that she was bringing in and darts out the room as the figures begin to take off after her and vanish is the guy who got shot the guy with the ring mm-hmm. is, his bo- is his body still on the floor no you look around and you see nothing to indicate that he that anyone even died here in this room. Uh, I meant like his astral body. If it just vanished. Oh, or... yes, his astral body's still there. Can I in- inspect that ring without mm-hmm. like, without touching him? Yeah. Um, you want an investigation, perception? Investigation. Oh, yeah. 23? So you gaze upon this ring and you see that it looks to be like a common gold band save for an emerald stone emblazoned into the top of it with some sort of strange symbol you've not seen before. I kind of pointed out to the party. Uh, or at least like exam- like while I'm examining it, I just kind of like say that. Uh, can can DJ roll like a history check to see maybe what the emblem might be or 
intelligence check or something or investigation. Uh, if you wish, sure. Okay. Uh, what what should it be like? History, investigation. Or... Uh, history or religion? Uh, I suppose okay. since Mel pointed out the ring, I think the rest of you can uh, also roll religion if you so choose. Uh, I'll do history. I, I did religion and I got a seven. <clears throat> okay. Uh, 22 total. Hmm. So you can garner that that is most likely a ring to some sort of uh, Barovian deity. Definitely not native to the Forgotten Realms. Uh, you're probably pretty familiar with the, um, the standard pantheon, DJ, in your travels, and this is certainly not one of their symbols. Yeah. Definitely more information <clears throat> to be had in the house based off of that ring. Off of that ring. All right. a, clue, a clue to go off of. I uh, I make that clear to the party. Um, okay. You also, with that check, may make a mental note of the exact appearance of that ring. Oh Fuck. no, I, Ian, he says that, and I take out a, I take out a parchment and a, and a quill, and I just start like drawing the symbol. Okay. Yeah, you you make a you make a relatively accurate re- representation of that symbol. All right. So you do see that there was another door that was not burst open from the other side of the room. It's basically on the same side as the door you came in on, just the opposite uh, end of the room. All right. Um, has the scene pretty much played out? Yes. The specters have ended and faded, and the one that's on the ground is the only one there. All right. Yeah. So he's like, he's just still there, just laying. Mm-hmm. Best to, I just kind of say the part. Best to just leave him be. Don't touch anything. I, I don't want to upset anything in this house. So, um, I do, I do a quick once over of the room, Ian. Mm-hmm. Just, just to make sure that we, you know, caught everything or found everything that we could have. Um, before moving on. Okay, so uh, you move you move on. Okay. And uh, let's see. Roll perception checks as you're exiting the room. All of us. Yes. Well, I don't notice anything. Neither do I. I got a four. Five. I rolled a a four as well. But I rolled a one. Did you? DJ, would you roll? Zachy boy. Sorry, my my mic was muted. Uh, I rolled an I rolled an eight, and okay. um, but my passive is nine. Yeah, I mean my passive is twelve. If you want to count. So nor it, it, it would also. it would be it would be wait, who is I thought somebody had a thirteen passive. No, uh, that was me. Sorry. Yes. Oh, then that would have been the only one that noticed this time. Oh. Now, as you get up to walk out the, as you start to walk out the room, you make it to the door. You hear the sounds of uh, foot scuffling, and you see the hooded figure stand up with the crossbow bolt and break it off of his shoulder uh, before he fades away. I knew it. Oh shit! What's up? Well, uh, what? I 
not there anymore. I mean, he he's, he's a ghost. They they do that. No, he got up. This is a scene that was playing out, and he died in that scene, and then got up. I mean, he, he got that is still alive. He he got shot in the shoulder, right? And he got shot in the head, didn't he? Mm-hmm. He uh, broke the he broke the arrow off of his face, basically from the, from inside the hood. Oh, I thought you said he broke it off his shoulder. I did, but I, I'm retconning it. It was an incorrect statement. Uh, he, broke, okay. he broke. He broke the. Uh, he broke the bolt off his face. Then I retcon what I said too, and I go, "Oh shit!" <laughs> <laughs> um, so he got back up. He's yeah, dead. yeah. He just he just got back up and you know broke off the bolt off his face and then just vanished. Well, who do you think this person is? Um, it's obviously some undead, or I guess undead ish. You know. No, no. I got a guess, but I have a guess too. But I don't want to make assumptions at the moment because yeah. I don't. I know very little. Yeah, we need to find more information. Yeah, I agree. We need to find our friends. That's really what we need. To do. More Scooby Doo yes. music plays. <laughs> <laughs> Old man Jenkins. <laughs> <laughs> so you return back to the original. You still have. Basically, you know that you know now that one of the other doors is obviously a door back into the other side of the dining hall. So that shortens your list down to only three other doors. Um, whichever one is furthest to the left. Uh, that would be the one directly next to the dining hall that you came out. Uh, it looks to be like a small corner door built into uh, what must have been part of the alcove, probably an addition that they added in. It looks like to be only the size of a closet. All right, well, uh, check it out. So you open this up, and uh, you gaze inside, and what you see is a simple cloakroom with a bunch of black cloaks of very nice and fine make. Uh, additionally, you also see what looks to be like a top hat sitting upon the highest shelf. Is there anything else of interest? Can I make some like an investigation check or something? Or No, nah, there's nothing else of interest in here. <laughs> I, take a top, I take a top hat and I put it on top of DJ. You know what? I'll let it happen. <laughs> it, well, it, fits, it fits pretty nicely, DJ. It, you're actually shockingly surprised that it is, in fact, uh, halfling or gnome-sized. Ah, suits you well. Yeah, that's... Don't you think that's kind of suspicious? Everything about this house is suspicious. I mean... <laughs> I wouldn't question that. Too much from the <laughs> from the glow of the lantern. The hat has a very beautiful sheen to it, as if the satin of it has been well kept. Well, so I guess I have a top hat now. Add a top hat to your inventory. I I'm I'm currently doing that. <laughs> what AC does a top hat have? Negative point zero 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 zero. Hey, I'll take it. I'll give you disadvantage on self checks. <laughs> <laughs> You're hiding in, hiding in the bush, but you see the top head poking out at the top. Oh man! All right, DJ, I'll pick another door. All right, whichever one's furthest to the left. God damn it! 
basically you know what they say. You've gone through all the doors on the eastern side of the house, save for the one that sucked up Watt. We skipped that one. Yes. Okay. All right. So there is a door on the western side of the house uh, beside the entrance door you came in. Um, and it looks like it makes up the front half of the house. So it's uh, probably going to have a larger room inside of it, based off of a guess. And then you see a marble staircase directly beside that wall that, that winds up. All right. Well, let's finish exploring the first floor before we move on to the next floor. Yeah, the stairs got Davros anyway, so. <laughs> so, yeah, let's let's explore the room, the other room down here. All right. Um, Dijo, uh. Never mind. Never mind. Never mind. Okay. So, uh, you approach the first. You approach that door closest to the uh, the entrance door, and uh, you turn the knob. The knob is a beautifully woven brass metal uh, with uh, an intricate weaving uh, molded into the brass, depicting a like a vine work wrapped around the handle. DJ wow. says, "Nice brass." Lots of vine work here in this house. So, <laughs> all right, what happens next? Do it for the vine. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> so Please you open the stopped. door. Uh, you you gaze into an oak paneled room that looks like a hunter's den. Mounted upon above the fireplace, you see a beautiful stag's head, and positioned around the outskirts of the room are three stuffed wolves. Uh, the wolves look like they're in prowling stance. Their eyes seemingly track you as you walk into the room. They're going to attack us, I know it. I know. Two, two padded chairs draped in animal furs face the hearth with an oak table between them supporting a cask of wine. Two carved wooden goblets, a pipe rack, and a cantaloupe. A chandelier of exquisite make hangs above a cloth-covered table Surrounded by four chairs. Uh, that is basically in the on the uh, opposite side of the room of the fireplace, and it's uh, it's closest to the front entrance of the house. Window that looks upon the street. The window is actually not covered up, but it does have iron bars blocking the exit to the window. Hmm. Well, there went my plan. <laughs> <laughs> the fireplace isn't lit or anything. Mm-mm. This room is—it's about what to looks get to be lit. like. <laughs> this room looks like to be only lit by the exterior light from the house now bleeding into the room. Uh, you can see that there is moonlight coming in. Um, I also have my lantern. So. Yeah. So uh, there's well, a, a light flickering. There's a light flickering glow that kind of gives life to the room a little bit, uh, though it it wavers very uh, lightly. Dijo suggests to the party, or asks the party if they think he should light the uh, fireplace. I think you also do... see. So go, go ahead and answer your question. Go ahead and answer the question. I was just say I think if we take a couple more steps in, we might see something similar to the dining room, so we might not need to light it ourselves. Yeah, we'll see. But do you guys think anything bad would happen if I did? Or, uh, I, let... I have no idea. Let's wait. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. two, you also see two cabinets stand against the walls, one directly to your left of the entrance, and then one to the right 
along that same running wall up, and, it, and that wall connects to the uh, front of the house. It looks like the uh, easternmost cabinet sports a lock. Hmm. Interesting. Okay. All right. Later, I'm gonna try and pick it. So you said there's a. <laughs> there, are we in the room? Uh, yeah, I would assume that you stepped into the room a little bit to kind of examine things. Yeah. Okay, now you said there was a table with two what, a goblets on it? Mm-hmm. With a candle up. Yeah, that one's closest to the fireplace. Alright, I want to go examine the... I want to go examine that. Alright, Mel, you, you walk over to the other side of the table holding the wine and the candelabra with the two goblets. Uh, the wine looks to be very full. Can I, can I tell if it's good wine? Good year? Uh, you look upon, you look at the wine, and not only do you not recognize the year, uh, it certainly occurs to you that the Barovians must not use the same time scale as the rest of uh, the Sword Ghosts. The year is completely off, almost five centuries behind the time. Hmm. In addition to that, you also see that the wine is of a make you've never seen before coming from some place called the Wizards of Wines. Uh, Purple Dragon Crush. Wow. Dated, dated 500 years from the actual date. What? Sounds like Capri Sun. <laughs> <laughs> Purple Dragon Crush? Mm-hmm. <laughs> They're drinking the Kool-Aid. I, I like how it's from... I like how it's from WoW. Right. Wizards of the Wine... All right. Well, Mel kind of picks up the bottle after examining it. And just kind of like looks to the party and just like, anybody, anybody want some? Don't tempt me. I don't like the idea of touching things. Uh, well, I kind of grunt and then uh, stuffed wolves. You look at the you circles you said. You know what, Mel? I'll take a drink with you. All right, all right, Ian. While he's going to look at the stuffed wolves, I pop open the wine. Okay. And, uh, I, you I, un I, you uncork the wine, and as the cork offs the top of the wine, um, you see the room burst to life as the fireplace comes. In glowing brightly, and all of a sudden, daylight streams in from the uh, the other gloomy windows. Uh, once again, you see what looks to be like a second scene playing out before you. You see four men sitting on a table playing what looks to be like a sort of card game. Uh, their heads uh, ducked low over the table. You see two individuals sitting there, a man and a woman, and uh, sitting upon the, the table uh, between them. And what is now a cradle instead of the actual wine table looks to be like a swaddled baby whose form you cannot see. Oh. Uh, playing or with, uh, around uh, both of the children. And uh, you see the young boy uh, is playing with his doll, riding the, the, uh, riding the dead wolf as if it were a valiant uh, champion. The father looks over and sees this grabs a corkscrew off the table, walks over to the boy, and uh, pulls back the boy's head, and uh, 
<clears throat> holds the corkscrew to the boy's forehead and starts to shout things at the boy. The boy cries as the girl runs up and slaps the corkscrew out of the father's hand. The father picks the girl up by the throat and uh, looks at her for a second before setting her back down and calming down. He reaches down and pats the young boy on the head and looks at the daughter uh, and grins. And as she turns to leave, uh, he grabs her by the back of the uh, throat, or the back of the neck, sorry, and like Vulcan pinches her ass. You see him pinching her shoulder really tightly. He leans in and he whispers something, his mustache brushing the top of her ear. Uh, all right. Um, give me a perception check at disadvantage. His mustache blocks his lips. So that's a 16, 11. You get something along the lines of to the attic. And did you say, did this happen on the wolf that I was inspecting? Correct. Notice uh, anything that he said when he was yelling at the boy on the wolf? Because, I mean, I, I definitely would have noticed the boy. Uh, his, his lips were easy to read there. Uh, it looks like he was screaming, what if I told you a thousand times, you daft knave? Do I have to break an arm or perhaps drill a hole in your head so that I can put something more... He stopped mid-sentence as he was slapped. Uh, th this is the same family, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, is, is that all that happens during the... Uh, is that all that plays out? Yes. All right. Do the apparitions vanish? They do. Is it still lit? No, the room returns back to its dusky appearance. Um, this time, the moonlight is streaming in through the windows. Well, um, this is quite strange. Well, I, I, uh, I'm thoroughly freaked out, and I could actually really use this right now. So, I pick Pour up me less. Yeah, I pick up the two uh, goblets, and I. Pour, pour the wine into each uh, each of them, and I hand one to DJ. I you guys have it. seen uh, you guys have seen parts of the Caribbean. The do what? You seen parts of the Caribbean, the first movie? Yeah, uh, yeah. It's been a while. So the moonlight pouring in on the windows is pouring in on one of the uh, actual wolves' heads, and uh, you see that the moonlight actually displays the wolf's decrepit form. Uh, it looks like the actual stitching of the uh, the uh, taxidermy has been weathered and aged to the point of no return. An eye hangs from it loosely. Its lower jaw disconnected from one end, strands of cloth hanging out, and you see festering what looks to be like almost maggots in the top of its head. What's this? I imagine it's on the it's on the wolf closest to the window. I imagine, I imagine Nork sees this first, because he's, he's never by the wolves. Well, there's actually, the wolves are in three separate positions. There's one on each side of the cabinet, closest to the entrance, and then there's one all the side of the room, closer to the fireplace, really, than anything else. So if they're about to drink this wine, I think I'm going to turn to them and I'm going to say something like, uh, I'm, not I'm not so sure you two want to do that. Why's that? 
an illusion. Who knows what that m might taste like or what it might do to you. Yeah, so, I, we, I, I we see the wolf, right? Yeah, he... Yeah, the wolf is very obvious now. Ian, I would, uh, I would consider Mel to be somewhat of a wine connoisseur. <laughs> okay. Okay. He, he so, goes... he's a drunk? No, no, no. He drinks wine for pleasure, not... not... For like you know, you drink. He doesn't drink wine to in excess. The only problem is I don't have a freaking drink in my hand. <laughs> he, he's a he appreciates good wine, so he knows he knows all the all the weird things like you know sniffing it and mm -hmm. twirling it around the glass. He does all that like testing okay. the wine before drinking it. Okay, I want to I want to um, inspect the wine. Before I, uh, before I take a swig. The wine seems very, very fine. Uh, can I take the wine to the moonlight? Sure. Uh, so you take your goblet that he poured for you over to the moonlight, and yeah. you hold the goblet over, and uh, you're instantly appalled to see that the goblet is not made of wood, but is instead a macabre cup of human flesh that you are seeing stitched together uh, the wine is wine the wine looks good dude does okay. Mel, Mel do you I, see this I see that and I just fucking drop the goblet yep so. yep as soon as, as soon as that happens it's just... <laughs> I'm just gonna uh, go one word yikes I take the I'm wine. gonna look at them and go I, I take the wine to the moonlight as well the bottle suddenly looks dustied and old and aged, but the wine inside of it looks perfectly preserved inside the moonlight. Oh, thank God. <laughs> <laughs> I did take from the bottle. <laughs> it's very good. It's excellent. I'll take a sip. It's some mm. of the best wine you've ever had. I handed the DJ. I was like, dusty bottle doesn't bother me. <laughs> Yeah, I suppose so. I, I take I take a drink out of it as well. DJ, you see that the goblet on the floor with the human flesh begins to rapidly decay. There is I'm, certainly a, a pungent smell. I hurry up. <laughs> I just I just take I just take a quick I just take a quick drink of the wine. Ian, I yes. After we both take a little sip, I just kind of like look at Amnon and Norik, and I'm like, "Huh? You want some? You want some?" I'm gonna. Amnon's gonna walk forward like he's gonna take a sip, but then act like he hears something, and then just kind of backs up and puts his hands in his pockets, looking like uh, it. What's that? Uh... Ian, Ian, I cork the wine. And I put it in my bag. All right. <laughs> I'm not having. Hey, this this wine is very good. I'm not wasting. I'm just <clears throat> dusting away. In so, <clears throat> you step back out into the uh, the main room, the main hall, and um, you see much the same scene, kind of dark and gloomy. But now you see that um, the staircase, uh, the two what looks to be like little torches on the end of the stair lit the stairwell that are now lit. Well, if I know anything about video game mechanics, that's where we go next. Oh, wait. Do we check out those cabinets? 
Oh yeah, the lock. Uh, the lock. Right. I wanna. I wanna try and pick that. I forgot about that. Yeah. There weren't there two cabinets, one unlocked and one locked. Is that right? Correct. So you should probably just check both of them. But we could just see what's going. Yeah. Yeah. Are you gonna pick that one? I'm gonna. Yeah. I'm. I'm gonna try and pick it. Can you pick it? Yes, you right, can. Go ahead. <laughs> go ahead and give me a dex check. Okay. Are you using these tools? Yes. You can add your proficiency. Nice. All right. Okay. Eighteen plus uh, three plus eighteen plus five. Twenty-two. Yeah, you're easily able to pop open them with a lot. Very easily. You find that the lock has been uh, well used, and uh, it's kind of aged over time. And it looks like the lock kind of just takes a few seconds, and then you just pop it open real quickly. You swing it open, and uh, you see that it was a hunting weapons locker. It holds a heavy crossbow, a light crossbow, a hand crossbow, 20 bolts. Inside of it, you see a rapier sitting upon a, uh, a beautifully adorned scabbard. And additionally, you see what looks to be like a couple of spurs that are made of solid gold. Oh. Wow. Uh, I guess I'll take the... Uh, DJ takes a look at the, the light crossbow. It's just a standard light crossbow. It's made of wood, has um, the wood on it, and string. Hmm. Uh, Dijo. Uh, um, I guess, but Dijo takes a look at the uh, hand crossbow. Uh, it's your standard hand crossbow. Okay. Well, uh, I mean, it's a one-handed weapon that you can fire um, with that taking up your other hand. I'm just trying to think, but I want to get that or the. The crossbow, but I want to take either one. Because I have a short bow, I'm just... I kind of go over to DJ, I'm like, you know, that hand crossbow might work uh, pretty well for you. Hmm. I listen to Mel, and I'll, I'll take the hand crossbow. Think about it, think about it. You shoot an enemy, and then you shoot an enemy, and then go up behind him and stab him in the back. And then hide. Yeah! Yeah! <laughs> Yeah, DJ will take the hand crossbow. That's not right. like fun. And you take the 20 bolts as well? Yes. Okay. Unless someone else takes a crossbow. Yeah, it's a good offhand weapon attack. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We all see, do we all see what's in the... Uh... Yeah. I'm going to go ahead and grab the... Unless DJ wants to, uh, to grab the golden spurs... Okay. Something. Yeah, I I just mentioned in North. It's like, who knows? We might be able to fetch a good price for that. Um, and Ian, one more thing. Can I take out the long sword? And I want to shine that into the moonlight to see if it uh, affects how that looks. Good call. Good call. You shine the long sword into the light, and it looks absolutely gorgeous. It holds up all of its wealth and esteem and it looks like it has not aged a day <clears throat> I'm going to resheathe it and uh, put it back on my hilt 
right. <laughs> Satisfaction brought to you. <laughs> All right, boys. Uh, you know, so far, I think we're actually, uh, I think Strat's underestimating us. I mean, we're getting some good uh, good equipment out of this. I got some nice wine. Got, you, know, you just got a hand crossbow? Yeah. We got some spurs. You got a new sword. Yeah, I mean, who needs Davros and Watt? Well, I, <laughs> I wouldn't necessarily say that. Watt's pretty useful. <laughs> you got them heels. Yeah. I guess because, you know, holiness, but I don't understand His, that. his holiness. So, you guys turn to leave yet? Or are you going to have this conversation in the room, or what? Uh, have it in... I think, I, think, I think Mel is just kind of boasting right now. Just kind of like... If, if Strahd's listening, he's just, it's like he's just boasting. He's just like, oh, I don't know what. Yeah, we got. This. So, uh, you turn to leave, and as you go to exit up the room, you see the young boy's teddy bear thing. Weird. He called it Stitchy. Is now sitting in the in the middle of the doorway, looking at you. I don't like the that. real thing. Is it? Tangible. Is it, is it it's moving? sitting upright. It's not. Yeah, you can't see through it. It's not moving. Um, it's, I back up. I'm just like, I spoke too soon. <laughs> We're all gonna <laughs> die. Uh, Norik <laughs> oh, Nor- is gonna. Norik is gonna take a step forward and he's gonna say, "Come, there's nothing to fear. It's merely a child's toy." And I'm gonna try to go to like kick it to the side with my foot. Give me a strength check. Oh man, you know that's bad when the DM asks you. Sorry, 16. Uh, so Nork raises his foot and goes to kick it. Uh, he strikes the doll in the head. The head whips back, but the rest of the doll does not move. Shit. What, what does it feel like when you kicked it? It feels like a doll. Nork, you look down at the doll as its head slowly twists back to look at you, its head tilting to the side. You feel, you hear the sounds of violins playing dissonant notes in your ear as the room begins to kind of slowly twist on its side with the head of the doll almost following its movement in Nora's okay. vision only. So is it uh, like I have to cover my ears? Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay, no. so I'm gonna, they're gonna see, I'm gonna kind of in a little bit and be like, ah, you know, cover my ears. The doll reaches up and grabs your foot, Nort, lifts you off the ground, and uh, throws you back against the cabinet you guys just raided. The cabinet shatters with Nork's weight hitting it, and Nort crumples into the cabinet. Uh, Nork, you're basically sitting in the divot where you, you, you landed in the cabinet. Okay. Like this is all actually happening. Like we all see. Yeah, this. you get yeah, that act. <laughs> uh, okay, okay. I like. I I just like start running to Norik, and as I go, I just like throw out a firebolt at him. Yeah, I'm gonna throw an Eldritch blast at it. Okay. You want initiative first, or you want to? No, just just roll the hit. Okay. 18. 7. Alright. Uh, so, 
the uh, the doll eats your firebolt, and uh, the hole burns through it in the chest, and uh, it screams in pain as the eldritch blast zips over it and it crashes into the hallway. Uh, you see its short arm whip out like a tendril and go f- sailing at your chest, uh, Mel. Oh, shit. Uh, 14 to hit. 14 to hit? Mm-hmm. Oh, man. Right, can I, I'm going to cast... Can I use a reaction to cast Blur on Mel? Uh, does Blur take a reaction? I'm not sure, honestly. I picked it, well, and I... I, I don't I, think it does. Uh, hey, if, if Dijo is, like, close enough, uh, he would take his sword and try to cut... The arm off of it's the a- of the doll. Yeah, it's an action. Go ahead and roll the arm, DJ. Yeah. Do what? Blair is an action. I, by the way, it hits. Okay. Uh, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna see if I can cut it or damage it before it gets to Mel. Yeah. Go ahead and roll the hit, DJ. So I'm using my short sword. So that's, um, fifteen to hit. Fifteen to hit. Yeah. Uh, you strike the you strike the doll's arm. Um, go ahead and roll damage. Okay. Okay. Hold on. All right. I, I suppose I wouldn't get uh, like. Oops. No, you don't get sneak. All right. I it like fell the dice fell off my desk. So one second. That's fine. Uh, four. The roll. <laughs> four. Okay. So you slice the arm, and it almost comes clean. Uh, Mel, the arm strikes you in the chest directly where you sh- uh, fired your fireball. Uh, you feel a singeing burn on your chest, uh, and the doll uh, stands up macabrely onto its feet and lashes its arm like a tendril. Uh, Mel, you flip up in the air for a second before being slammed back into the ground onto your face. You don't take any damage. Uh, the doll's weaving begins to stitch itself around Mel's clothing, wrapping him up almost like a spider. Mel, you begin spinning rapidly. Uh, Ian, do I see oh, that? Crap. Yeah, you wanna Uh-oh. you wanna climb yourself out of the uh, out of the cabinet? Can I kind of sit up and fire a magic missile at it? Yes. I'm like, Ian. I'm like frantically trying to take my fucking robe off. Okay. Like. Just, just frantically, like, trying to rip my clothes off. Okay. <laughs> um, give me a disrobe check. <laughs> give me a streak check. Or a streak check. <laughs> um, just roll a dex check real quick for me, Mel. Dex check? Okay. okay. Oh, no, that's a four. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, Mel, you can't strip one. I, I'm, I'm, I have more. I, you know, I'm attracted because of my brain. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Alrighty, uh, go ahead and uh, so your magic missile crashes into it. Roll damage. And that's all. It's three darts, right? Are you firing all three darts at it? Or you can fire one. It's it's one dart per spell level. No, it it starts with three darts. Oh, does it? So it's it um, does. okay. Yeah, I'm gonna. I'm just gonna fire. I guess I'll. Fingers, I'll fire all three at it. Okay. As I see the the uh, 
the tendrils kind of weaving into Mel's clothing. It just deals damage, so. Just roll 3d4 plus 3. Yep. 5, 3, and 5, so 13. Okay. Uh, so you slam into it, uh, Nork. Give me a a wisdom save. Okay. Oh, no. Uh, shit. Oh, yeah, my, my wisdom modifier is zero. Yeah, that's an eight. Hey, I got your beat minus, minus one. Oh, I'm sorry. You, you make it an advantage. You, you um... Okay. So roll again. There, oh, I can ask that in a minute. Three. So it'll take the eight. Okay. Use saving face to add three to that. Can I use what? Save face? Yeah. Yes, you may. That's all you need, actually. So that'll be a plus eight. Plus three? Yeah. Okay, so an 11. Uh, So you pass the save. You instantly, like, feel your your senses come back to grip. Uh, You're now standing back in the doorway, and you see Mel spinning on the floor like a jackass. Uh, You see uh, Amnon shout, Eldritch Blast! I'm going to cast Blur! And he's, like, throwing his hands at the ground as uh, Mel is, like, spinning on the ground foolishly. And you see Dejo is, like, flailing his uh, blade at nothing in the air. There's no... <laughs> there is no in front of you. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. So I'm gonna... Who's who's closest to me at this point? Uh, Dejo. Run over to Dejo. I'm gonna kind of grab him and try to shake him out of it. Yeah, he, he's instantly shaken out of it. What, what, what? There's nothing there. And I kind of, um... The, the, and the doll's nowhere to be seen? Nowhere at all. <laughs> I'm just like, get it off me! Where are my clothes off? <laughs> Ian. Like, Ian. Right. <laughs> I, 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 told, I told Nork to go to go uh, get Amnon. And I, I just, I just kind of look at Mel for a second. <laughs> I, 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 like to, I like taking the image and then I, 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 I shake him awake. I'm like, Mel, Mel! What? 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 You're wiggling, kinda... you're wiggling around like a madman. I'm going to do the same to, to Amnon. I'm going to grab him by the shoulders and just kind of... Yeah. Ah. Did you know you should never wake a sleepwalker? Uh, all the spells and all the abilities used or replenished. They yeah. were never used. Yeah, they were never used. I I like I like stand up slowly and I'm just like Okay. <laughs> and I was really worried about you. You were just kinda acting like you were having a seizure or something. You okay? <laughs> I don't want to talk about it. Let's go. Gonna kind of Nork's gonna <laughs> chuckle and go. <laughs> I, I knew a child's toy could never flying off my feet like that. It's it's preposterous. <laughs> the house groans as you feel the house begin to kind of shift in place, and uh, you get the sudden feeling that something is looking at you. I look around nonchalantly. 
you like see I'm that cool about it. You see that all the dire, all the wolves' heads, uh, have rotated to look at you completely. I leave the room. <laughs> I get out. Yeah, let's let's get out of here. Let's. Right. Yeah, I Crazy close the idea. door. Let's leave. Uh, Ian, I mm -hmm. I take that bottle back out and just take another look at that. <laughs> Do I, do I, if I see Mel do it, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to ask for another swig. I just cork it and put it back. I don't even look at you. <laughs> he just so, like So you ascend the stairwell, and uh, as you guys approach the, land, uh, the landing, I, uh, I think it's time to go ahead and, and say that was a great episode, and we're going to have to pick it up next week, guys. Oh, shucks. Yeah. <laughs> this one oh, was man. Do it. Yeah, well, well we still got, um, let's see, one, two, three, four levels of this. <laughs> oh, man. This is a dungeon, boys. This is, puts the dungeon in Dungeons and Dragons. Mm -hmm. Yeah, this is this is a Haunted Mansion. Uh, thank you guys so much for uh, tuning in to your daily dungeon and. Uh, enjoying Curse of Strahd as much as we do. I hope I hope that's a thing for you guys. I, I'm I'm loving it so far. How do you guys feel about it so far? It's, it's creepy. creepy. Awesome. I like it's so, a lot. so creepy it's that it's awesome. I love it. Alrighty. Well we'll catch you guys next week. Thanks for tuning in and uh stay nerdy guys. <laughs>